2: i just want to say one word to you just
1: one word yes sir are you listening yes i am
3: plastics
1: exactly how do you mean there's a great future in plastics think
2: about it what do you think of yes i will upset that's a deal
0: I was hysterical. That, of course, from The Graduate, one of the great lines ever of any movie ever, as uh, Benjamin, a.k.a. Dustin Hoffman, is taken into a room and told that this should be the secret to his future. Well, listen, for Bing Carbone, our next guest, it may have resonated. Hello, Bing. Welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hi.
3: Oh my God, that's hysterical! <laughs> I love that. Hello, Lisa. <laughs> Hi.
0: Do you remember that? It was such a great scene. Oh, uh, I remember. Oh, that. Oh, come
3: on. Of course, I remember that. We have a we have a sign in our lobby that uh, has a picture of Dustin, Dustin Hoffman saying just those words. You kidding I me? I
0: love it. I love it. That's so awesome. you you are the president of Modern Plastics in Shelton, and I remember that we chatted right in the middle of COVID, like not even middle middle, like right at the beginning. Yeah. When the whole country was gearing up to make plastic dividers everywhere, and you were ground zero for all of that being. Remember that? Holy cow.
3: Yeah, I do remember that. Um, it, it was a tough time for everybody, a tough time for the country. But, uh, you know, besides the plexiglass partitions and, and other materials, I, I think what we're probably no, most uh, known for during that time period uh, is between Modern Plastics and our parent company, we produced 50 million plastic face shields um, when the PPE oh. products stopped coming into the United States and uh, massive shortages occurred. So. It was it was quite a time. It really was. Um, But, uh, you know, I I think we ended up doing a a Senator Blumenthal, Senator Murphy, when they came in here uh, to talk to our employees, they said, you know, you're doing a service uh, to this country. And and that really struck home to our employees and myself, actually.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure that that's the case. Well, let me ask you something. I'm going to be very dumb because it's very easy for me to be very dumb in the world of materials and engineering. We know that plastics, as consumers, we know they last forever, and that's a problem. But where do they come from to begin with? How do you manufacture plastics? What are
3: you doing? Well, we don't actually, yeah, we don't actually manufacture them. There are a number of manufacturers, and incredibly, they're mostly located in the northeast. We do import one product from Germany. Uh, but they come from a variety uh, of base chemicals. Everybody thinks it's just uh, petroleum, but it, it's really not. It, it's a variety of materials um, where, the, where it's produced from.
0: So that what are they, mixed in a Petri dish or something, and then they outcome this plastic hardened thing, and then they get fired in a kiln? Like how do you make plastic?
3: <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, there is quite a process. Um, it, it really starts with the production of resin, and those resins uh, then go to manufacturers that, uh, in our case, produce them into stock shapes. And when I say stock shapes, I mean sheet, rod, tube, and, and film and then those come into uh, modern plastics in, in large size sheets and long rods, and we end up doing a variety of things uh, to those materials. In fact, uh, nothing ever goes out, out of this company in a full size sheet. Everything gets cut to size, drilled, polished, bent, glued, et cetera, Because that's what our customers want. They they actually want a, a finished part from us um, in the end. I mean, they're happy that we have the material, but they want a finished part.
0: So one of the problems being carbon with plastic isn't that it isn't useful for people. We all know how incredibly useful it is, but it is also something that over time gets disposed of and it's in the disposal of it. That's that it's a problem for the planet. So you must've been giving a lot of thought to this. What can you do to reduce the problem that is imposed on the planet from the manufacturing of
1: plastics?
3: Yeah. Uh, So, listen, uh, not much has changed uh, with recycling, and and in fact, um, globally, only 9% of plastic waste is recycled, and about 22% of that is mismanaged, uh, meaning that about 91% of all plastics is not recycled. And when you think about uh, these materials that go into landfills, for example, styrofoam is only banned, uh, and it's not a product that we sell, but styrofoam is only banned in a, a handful of states at this point. And this is a material that lasts 100 years in a landfill. Um, food Crazy. packaging, yeah, it is. I mean, food packaging is changing. It's very complex, but it's changing towards biodegradable materials, which which is a positive. Um, But compared to, let's say, metals like aluminum, copper, zinc, steel, tin, um, some of these have pretty decent recycling percentages and others not so good. So globally, we have a lot of opportunity to get to where we need to be in terms of recycling. Um, So. When people point to plastics as you know, the, the bad culprit um, and when you compare it to these metals, uh, let me just say that you know plastics don't walk into the ocean or into landfills. People put it there, and people can prevent it from going there. And, uh, and I'll give you a very specific example. Modern Plastics and our parent company collectively recycle 100 million pounds of plastic annually, and we keep that out of the landfills. And we recycle that back into usable plastic materials. And, you know, we are just one company. Um, so, you know, we are a green company. And if, if anyone were to go in our dumpster, you're not going to find plastic in our dumpster. In fact, we even have live trees in our warehouse. And that symbolizes the fact that we are a green company. And you know what? It ends up being a conversation and education piece when we bring our guests through our factory.
0: So, Ben Carbone, is there an industry a profitable industry to be made in collecting and recycling plastics?
3: There absolutely is. In, in fact, uh, our parent company has a division, uh, which is actually has the number one spot um, in terms of sales and growth uh, within about 150 business units uh, with recycling, and that's all they do, and that's all they do.
0: So are you happy that we have this 10-cent, well, that's really for glass, but maybe plastics too, Uh, The $0.10 bottle, you know, the fact that we're going to pay $0.10 instead of a nickel to recycle a lot of what people use in their beverages. Do you think here in Connecticut it will make a difference?
3: Well, listen, if if people are not going to voluntarily recycle uh, materials, and I guess we have to find other means to do that. Um, as I mentioned, these facts are kind of startling um, when you think that only nine percent of our plastics globally it's uh, is, is being recyclable. It's, yeah, it's it's tough. But you know, again, when when we start talking about the materials that a modern plastics sells, it, it's quite quite a different ball game. Um, so the materials that, that we sell uh, these are these are the high performance, engineering grade uh, stock shaped materials and medical grade plastics. And what I, what I can tell you and, and tell your listeners is that without our plastics, your life would be very inconvenient at best and more than likely impossible um, because these plastics are going into very um, high-end applications i can give you a couple of quick examples. Uh, let's just talk about the medical, for example. We've got medical plastics that are going into people's body on a temporary basis, um, but most of the materials that we sell go in uh, on a permanent basis. You mean like Talk stents? About...
0: Like what? What are what are what are, what are plastics? Okay.
3: Yeah. For example, uh, how about a how about a typical knee replacement? Okay. Okay. So maybe 25 years ago, if someone had a knee replacement, you'd have to get that knee uh, replacement operation again in your lifetime. Today, with the plastic materials that are being used, patients are up and walking virtually the next day, and that's it. They're done for life. They never have to worry about getting another surgery again, uh, by and large. Do you so know? Knees.
1: Knee. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
3: Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt.
1: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
2: It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: Yeah, so, let me ask you, Bing. So, we're chatting with Bing Carbone. Do you happen to know if plastics are less prone to infection than, for example, steel in the body?
3: Oh yeah, this, these materials have have been FDA approved for a long time. They've been proven out. Um, where actually bone tissue, muscle uh, actually like these materials. They actually you know attach to these materials. So so they're highly effective. They're extremely wear resistant. Um, you know they don't break down in the body. And uh, you know you, you look at something like you know, someone's been suffering um, with with a back injury for for a long time. Um, We have plastics that are are used in in spinal applications. Let me give you another extreme example. Let's say you have someone that that has a a catastrophic uh, injury to a skull, okay? Maybe part of the skull is missing for for some reason, okay? So we have now um, come to the point where uh, there are 3-D printers virtually in the operating room where the doctor will take a scan of the injury, and with uh, a 3D uh, filament, plastic filament, uh, a material called peak that we sell, we'll produce the exact shape of the part in the surgery room. I can't believe And then we'll, saying. Yeah, and then we'll glue it or screw it down, and you know what? You've just saved somebody's life with a piece of plastic.
0: That's unbelievable, though, just to think about that. You talk about custom-made for somebody's head in the surgery. That's right. That's, That's right. wild.
3: Yep. That is so, so, how many different, you
0: know, so how many different things do you make?
3: Uh, the plastic that we distribute, um, I, I would say we probably have over 250 d- different types of plastics, and they go into all sorts of applications. Uh, so, I mean, let take defense and aerospace, for example, ballistic missiles and nuclear submarines and radar guidance systems commercial aircraft for example just look at the Boeing 787 today okay you've got 80,000 pounds of carbon fiber plastic used in the fuselage wings tails doors interior so imagine that plastic used as a wing right and 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 why are these materials being used because today's plastics outperform even the most advanced metals and other materials and guess what you're safer in an aircraft that's made out of carbon fiber plastic because it's five times stronger than steel. So, just you know, just some amazing things that that, that plastics can do. I don't think people, you know, even even have a clue. Um, it, it's it's just amazing, and we keep finding new applications all the time.
0: So, Bing Carbon, what are the plastics? The ninety-one percent. What are the plastics that are ending up not being recycled what what are they in that they are so disposable I mean is isn't it bottles water bottles and uh, yeah. bags the the basic it, consumer it, items that just keep getting disposed of
3: it, it tends to be a lot of single use plastics single use uh, yeah. hmm it, it tends yeah. to be mostly that I would say um, but again, people do get careless and and you know there are uh, you know industries that we're in where it's just easier for some companies to to huck it into the dumpster and you know lord knows where that where that ends up but uh, i can tell you those plastic materials are, are going to be around a long time sitting in some landfill or ending up in an ocean or you know some other bad place
0: have you considered or is it something that you already do now via the southern division talking to local municipalities if they recycle their plastics well. The reason I ask that is because it's sort of an open secret that a lot of our towns still have people separate into the blue bins, but actually when the garbage truck picks it up, it's getting mixed in with everything because the towns cannot afford to outsource their recycling because it's gotten a lot more expensive. And I'm just wondering if you're in that business of going to our local towns and saying, give me your plastic.
3: Well, no, we're not, because uh, we don't recycle those types of plastics. We have certain capabilities of the materials that we can recycle, and, t- and, and, and most of those materials are the materials that, that, we, that we sell and produce. I see. Um, but we, we always talk to our customers, especially those that are using our materials, to say, what are you doing with your waste? What are you doing with your scrap materials? Because, as I mentioned, our, one of our parent company uh, businesses has that division, and we will gladly put them in touch, and we will pay them for, those, for that waste product. We will pick it up and get it off their floor. So, yes, we do talk to our customers all the time about that.
0: Okay, Bing Carbone, it's so great to chat with you. I want to ask you one more question. I see that your business has been around for 78 years. And it is a unique kind of a thing to be able to pass a business from one generation to another. You Mm -hmm. want to give me any insight or wisdom about that? Because it's not obvious that you can do that. There's usually a lot of struggles. Sometimes there isn't anybody obvious to take it over. And when there is that person, other siblings may get resentful, you know, that somebody gets the family business and how you split that up. I'm just curious Mm -hmm. about that.
3: Well, I mean, I think you're right. You know, to get to a third generation uh, business and, and, you know, the Carbone family, we we sold the company in 2006. So uh, I stayed on as president uh, here at Modern Plastics in Shelton. Um, look, I, I, I'm very fortunate. I, I've had one job my entire life and I have a passion for it. And I love what I do. So i got to tell you, I have two daughters, um, a mother that uh, is, a, is a nurse at Yale, um, so one followed her footsteps. And I kind of uh, put some pressure on, on the younger one to go into nursing as well. And she pushed back, and rightfully so, because that's not what she wanted to do. And and I, I guess the one thing I would say um, to anyone is that if you don't have a passion, I don't care how much money is involved in, in paying you, but if you don't have a passion for what you're going to do, I'm going to tell you, you're, you're not going to have a good day at work ever. So uh, is me, there So does that, so,
0: so does that daughter want to step in your footsteps and keep running Carbone or are you the last of the Carbones to be running modern plastics?
3: Well, I'll tell you what, she she started out as as a bartender, and uh, she just got uh, a huge job um, managing uh, several restaurants down in the Stanford, New Canaan area. Mm. And she's in the hospitality industry, and that's what she loves to do. So, you know, um, follow your passion.
0: Follow your passion. Bing Garbon, thank you so much for joining us again on the Lisa Wexler Show and telling us a little bit about plastic. We appreciate it today. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Lisa. Good to talk to you. Pleasure. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold
2: up. What was that?